This is the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, who's also my husband and business partner, each week we bring you insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream of. On last week's show, Susan Moody gave us some great tips for competing with all the free content available today. And Kristen Slice talked about how to use nonprofits and how she used that to scale her business. In our Business Builder segment, we unlocked the secret to creating a six-figure business. Michael, what do we have planned for today's show? Well, first up today in our Trends and Insights segment, Janelle will be talking with Leslie Hassler about the importance of reassuring your client. Next, in today's success interview, we'll talk with sales and networking coach Nafisa Shireen about how she's grown her coaching business and prioritized herself in the process. And finally, in our Business Builder segment, I'll be back to talk about what makes a great course stand out from all the others. You're going to want to take notes. So grab a pen and paper and let's get started. First up, it's trends and insights. Your insiders look at industry changes being leveraged by today's most successful coaches, speakers, and authors. Today we're talking with Leslie Hassler, owner of Your Biz Rules. Welcome, Leslie. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited about today's trend. I love these trends and learning about what's going on. So what is the current trend that you see impacting coaches, speakers, and authors? So the trend that I'm going to talk about really has to do with how we're marketing our services and how we're communicating those services. You know, I think we've seen this trend that's focused on you know, driving home the problem, driving home the pain, you know, kind of painting the rosy picture and uh, getting people to kind of take that transformational step. Well, I think we've had that so much in our industry that we're burning out a lot of people. And part of that reason is, you know, we've got some really great people that are delivering, but then we have some that aren't delivering. And so we're, we've created this kind of, a little bit of a level of distrust within, I think, the informational industry, if you will, so coaches are experts. And the shift that I see is a really shifting about how we market ourselves to our potential clients. And so it really takes the client from not belittling the client, but making them feel bad Mm -hmm. (laughs) about themselves and like they're lacking and that they're less than worthy um, as a potential client and shifting our marketing to say, hey, you know what, yeah, you've got a problem, yeah, you need to fix it, but it's okay, it's actually quite normal, and if you want to do something about it, then let's go. 
you know, mm-hmm. and we can deliver on that. So I think it's just a little shift um, from this very marketing by lack for preaching abundance, shifting into being in integrity from stem to stern. So if you're going to, you believe in abundance, you actually are marketing that way as well. Well, I really like the way of doing it, saying, yes, so we know you've got a problem, so what are we going to do to fix it versus taking them down so low that they just feel hopeless. It feels like there's no way out. And we've all got challenges. I love when coaches or experts share that they have a problem similar and what they did and where they are because it really shows people potential. It does. And you know what? The whole process of creating a business is a on-the-job learning environment. You know, you're, wherever you are going to, you haven't been there before, chances are, or you've been there before and maybe you had a, a setback and you're now you're coming again. So you're having to figure out that successful way to do it and how it can be successful for you. And so the fact that we do have problems is really, I think, we should be celebrating the fact that that's part of being an entrepreneur, that's mm-hmm. part of being in business for yourself, um, and just saying, hey, I'm your guide. You know, I can get you from point A to point B. And like I tell my clients, I went, honestly, if you need me for more than two years, I'm not doing a good job. Mm-hmm. You know, my job is to help you and get over where you are so that you can move on to the next thing. Well, I like that outlook because I've had coach, I've heard coaches, a couple of them say recently, you know, I only want to work with my clients for six months. If, if we can't get through where you need to go, and it depends on what the challenges are, then I'm not the right coach for you. You know, mm. I wonder if we start talking more about, yes, we've all got, you know, other people have been through these challenges we've identified it, now here's how we can move forward versus taking them down so deep. I wonder if we attract a different type of client, maybe one who's really ready to get into action. I hear people say all the time, coaches that, you know, I'm attracting people I really don't want to work with, and maybe that's because we're not attracting them the right way. (laughs) I think you are spot on with that. And this is what I've seen happen in my own business because I was going the last way because it it made mental sense. I mean, I have a marketing and advertising background, so I know the science of that. Um, But last year, I would say at the beginning of the year, I had, oh, 25 or 30 conversations within a span of a couple of months. That's fabulous. Every single one of them could not afford me to the level of they didn't even bring in enough income to pay for my monthly fee. Now, in my, for me, it's a fan in integrity. I'm not going to ask them to take out debt. I mm-hmm. think that, you know, that's not what something I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Shifting this message, when you're shifting, um, instead of attracting the people that are at rock bottom, you know, that are at the bottom of their crisis, unless that's who you serve best, you elevate that client to somebody that is, you know, maybe going down the highway and instead of being in the accident, they've been hit upside the head with the two-by-four and they're like, oh, wait a minute, I need to do something about this so that mm-hmm. it doesn't become an emergency crisis situation. So I do think you're right. When you stop marketing to crisis, then you actually find clients who aren't nearly in that level of financial crisis 
emotional crisis, you know, relationship crisis, like I said, unless that's who you serve. For me, it's not. You know, I, I need to be serving somebody that's, you know, a little bit ahead of that um, and has the ability to invest. And that's really the key for all of us in business. Mm-hmm. So what kind of conversations or how do you get people to, that you're coaching, to shift the way they present their conversations with potential clients? So I believe strongly that your marketing is a pre-qualifier for your sales. So if you're having a hard time in sales or you're talking to the wrong people or that sales conversation is just difficult, hard, however you want to describe it, then it's in the marketing that's attracting those people in. So a lot of times what we'll do is we kind of reverse engineer from that ideal client, who that person is, what's important to them, what what are they willing to invest in for, um, what benefits are they looking at, and then we we reverse engineer the sales conversation all the way to the marketing, you know, from the first client contact. Now, when you do that, I've got to tell you, it's a 30 to 90 day shift because you've got to shift message and mm-hmm. then people need the repetition. But what it actually winds up doing is that sales conversation almost becomes a no-brainer. I had one on Tuesday where I almost just sat there and let the person talk. And at the end of it, they're like, so what does it take to work with you? I'm like, well, it takes this. And they're like, mm-hmm. okay. You know, it's, it's, it's really an interesting um, conversation that you start to have because you don't have to, you don't have to go into the let me dig for your problem and pain. It's like, look, you obviously called me for a reason. What mm-hmm. was it? Okay, why is, that big, you know, why is that a big deal? And what do you want to do about it? Because if you don't want to do anything about it, you can't. You can't help mm-hmm. them as a coach or an expert. I just think it simplifies everything. But you do have to reverse engineering for who you want to attract and then have that marketing capture that person's attention and bring them into your business. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's okay. Cause when you're talking about that, the one thing I think about is something that um, a coach had shared with me and it made a big shift when I – it was like such a simple concept. You know how sometimes those are those light bulb moments where she said, you know, it's okay to repel a potential client. You want to repel mm-hmm. or attract – in your marketing message so that you're getting the right people. People say, well, who sh- when you, you ask who's their ideal client, well, a woman, if they're breathing. Ah. And not, we need to get more focused on really mm-hmm. who our ideal client is. There's plenty of people to go around that need our services, but I love that, really focusing on repelling or attracting in your marketing message so you get the right people. Exactly, and that's – I coin it deselection. You want somebody to deselect themselves. Say, that's Mm -hmm. not for me. But imagine if you use this to build your team. This is what's really interesting. You can use the same concept for attracting clients as you can for attracting team. Mm -hmm. And it's an amazing process to have people deselect. So they go, that's just not for me. But you're right. If you're not focused and clear and just say, you're a brunette with blue eyes who's 42 and loves to wear the color red and wears you know, sketch your canvas shoes all the time, mm-hmm. then you have a hard time um, attracting the right person. Do you think people are leery of getting that specific because they think that they won't find clients if they are? 
that's the fear, right? And here's, here's really what I think is behind it is that we're all talented. I've yet to meet one person who has a singular talent and nothing else, mm-hmm. right? We all have so many talents and so many strengths that you want to be able to, to live in them and to fulfill them. However, when you're marketing, you have to focus on one thing or the other. And I, tell, I was having a conversation at a networking event with somebody um, last, last night, and she was like, well, I can do this or I can do this. And I was like, well, you're in a room with entrepreneurs. Which one are they going to use? She's like, well, websites. I went, then great, only talk about websites. You, know, you can develop the ability to be almost a split personality based upon your situation if you've gone through and actually know that, okay, here I can talk to startups. Here I'm talking to the overworked woman entrepreneur with three kids who would love to spend more time. Here I'm talking to somebody that's looking to sell their business in the next three to five years. Like, if you can pinpoint, even if you serve multiple types of people at multiple places, that's great, but you still have to be specific. And then you only can talk about one. So it's almost like Twitter. You know, Twitter has 140 characters. Mm-hmm. And I, would, I tell people all the time, the minute you say and in Twitter, you said too much. Mm-hmm. It's about the same with that. The minute you say and, and, and when you're marketing or sharing with people what you do, you've almost said too much. Nobody likes a list. Nobody listens to them or reads them. <laughs> I love that. Um, I'll have to remember that. Because I tend to sometimes do that where it's and, 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 and it's just a great reminder. This has been a great conversation, and you've shared so much of value. And I really challenge all of our listeners to really look at their marketing message and look at how they're positioning it. And if they're not getting the right clients or all the clients that they're looking for, they should really take a step back and look at, who they're trying to attract. So how can our listeners get in touch with you and learn more about you and what you offer? You know, I've got a quick little thing that will help you if you're looking to improve your marketing, and it's called the Marketing Quick Fix. And it's just a tool I use with every new client to make sure that we're focused on the right things for the right timing of results. And so you can grab that at yourbizrulesplural.com at forward slash marketing quick fix. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time today, Leslie. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me on. I had a blast. We need to take a quick break, but stay tuned. When we return, it's our success interview. You don't want to miss it. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. 
Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. Are you ready to step into all of your greatness, to release the confidence that lies within, to stop playing small and settling for mediocrity? If so, then you need to join us at our eWomen Network International Conference and Business Expo in Dallas this year on August 4th through the 7th. There will be hundreds of women entrepreneurs from all over the world waiting to meet you to share knowledge, wisdom, and even partnerships. Our world-renowned speakers will teach, inspire, and motivate you to greater heights. Plus, the food, the fun, and entertainment at the best party in town will rock all of your senses. Look, no one makes it alone. So it's time to stop trying to be the COE, the chief of everything, and step into your role as CEO. The eWomen Network Conference is the perfect place to make that happen. Register at eWomenNetwork.com. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, Janelle McCauley. Today's success interview is with award-winning coach, Nafisa Shireen, owner of Living Forward Business and Lifestyles. Welcome, Nafisa. Hi, Janelle. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm excited about our conversation and for our listeners to learn more about you. And I'd love to have you start by just telling us a little bit about your current business, how you started it, and how it's evolved over time. Sure, absolutely. Well, my business, um, it didn't start the way it is now. <laughs> um, I, I used to have a, I had a long corporate career, and I, I worked in, in mining um, for the last 10 years of my career. And I... When I left that world uh, and I knew it was time to do something different, I wanted to just, I think a lot of corporate people go through this, you just want to purge every part of that previous existence. And so I actually started out going into wellness um, because I had lost a lot of weight myself. But it, it never really worked out for me because that was something that was really personal for me and it wasn't my genius as far as business and skills and something I could help other people with. And so... As I was um, going further along in, into this business, I, I started to take more. I started to get m- much more interested in, in business coaching topics, entrepreneurs. I started trying to help entrepreneurs blend um, self care with their business strategy, and then finally, I went. You know, you know what? I just I just want to be in business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I had a huge hiccup because I was a um, I was a CPA in, up in Canada, and they're being, being an accountant, being part of a public body, you're bound by their rules. And so I wasn't really allowed to um, coach and consult in the same business. And if I did anything that had to do with consulting regarding business, they required me to open it, it as a public accounting firm. That was the, the laws of the membership. Hmm. So I held back, and so I, I thought, well, I'd go into leadership coaching, and that didn't work. And then I finally made the decision to just let go of my CPA and go do what I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And um, at that point, I, I went full force into my business. Um, I, I named it Living Forward because there was a lot of forward decisions I had to make to get there, including giving up my CPA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that's, and that's where I am today. And I, you know, I really love what I do, and I love working with entrepreneurs. I could never go back to that corporate grind. I do have a lot of empathy for those that want to make that leap, and I get it, right? And I, I know that it can sometimes be a little challenging and it can be a twisty, windy road to getting uh, something that fits you like a glove. 
Well, and I really like your story because I think a lot of entrepreneurs are starting out and they're, they don't have clarity on what they want to do or they think they want to do something. And I think they get stuck because they don't see the end. And sometimes it really is kind of a, a windy road or a journey where you start is not necessarily where you're going to end up. No, absolutely not. And I, I think that's what you said. You know, they start and you think you have to have it all figured out. And, and to a certain degree, you want to have clarity in, in what you're offering at that time, right? Mm-hmm. So people know how they can do business with you. Uh, but the one thing I learned for sure is you have to, you can't decide what your purpose is or you can't decide what your genius is. It's there. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes it just takes a bit of time for it to evolve and get clear to you, and and that's okay. It's all part of uh, being good at what you do. So how did you figure out, or or what did you go through to figure out what that that was? Because oftentimes, I mean, it's usually right in front of us. Others can often see it, but it takes us a while to get clarity on it. Well, this is... (laughs) (laughs) This is my husband one day, because I was taking a... um, I, this was right around the time I was deciding uh, I was still kind of doing the, the, the wellness thing, and mm-hmm. I was, but I had veered into a program to really that was teaching me how to work with people on, on their beliefs uh, with money that would, would hold them back. And, and the way the program was put together was really uh, artistic. It was amazing, and I was really enjoying it. And I, I said to him one day, I said, you know, I love, like I, this isn't, isn't even my business, but I get so excited to take this training. And I was telling him all that. I said, I th- but I'm not feeling that with, with, um, with my a wellness business, and I said, and the other thing I don't get is it's all about money, but, you know, I don't want to be an accountant anymore, and and my husband looked at me, and he said, well, that makes sense. He says, you've, you've never liked accounting, but you've always liked money, and he goes, and you've never liked wellness. You just like eating and don't want to weight. <laughs> <laughs> he just said that to me, and I went, you're right. <laughs> I'm in the wrong business. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized that, you know, I loved, when he said, you know, like I loved money, right? I loved eating. <laughs> Get back to what I actually loved was enjoying life and having the money to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of when I realized, okay, you know what, and that's what I'm good at. I did that in my mining uh, career. I was doing that as an entrepreneur for myself, but it wasn't what I, the message I was bringing forward. So that was kind of a, an aha moment in a very weird way, but um, it brought it all together for me of, of what I wanted to do, and that started that path to go down you know, pursuing, and that's why my, my business has the word lifestyles in it, because it's an important part of it. I love that. And I know that as your business has grown, you've really started to transition from just one-on-one coaching into ways to leverage your business. So can you talk about that a little bit? How did you know it was time? And then what did you do to figure out what the next steps were? Well, one-on-one coaching is um, it's an incredibly rewarding um, career. I, I love it. I love coaching. I can geek out on coaching. I will always study coaching, uh, d- different ways to master my skills. However, it's also very exhausting, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, it, and if you're full, on, like on a full day of coaching, it, it's enough to just wipe you out because you're protecting your energy, you're helping other people. And I got to the point where I realized there's only one way with the business model I have, the only way to grow my business is to add more clients, and I can't. I can't handle any more one-on-one. Mm-hmm. 
And so I wasn't quite sure how to, to start dabbling in groups. There's that fear, right? Well, what if, what if I offer a group and nobody comes? Mm-hmm. Right? If, if you're doing a strategy session and one person says, no, that's just one person, but then if you have this group and nobody shows up, right, there's that fear. Um, but I did. I started, you know, I, I hosted a, a, a live event and I had people come to that and I launched a group from there, which was my first attempt in, in growing a group. Um, and then I started um, doing other smaller groups and giving my, it was an experiment for me where I started to give my, my private platinum clients access to all these groups complimentary. And, um, and so now what's happened for me is I, right now I'm not launching a group right now. I'm, I'm focusing on um, what I have going. We have something else coming in the fall. But what I've done that's really helped me in leveraging and being able to, and this is where I'm at for now, take on more private clients is keeping these groups running as a way to leverage it and be able to have the private clients come in but not have to be on the phone with them every two weeks. They get one call a month and they get the support in the group. And the group is open to people if they want to come into it, so it's a little bit of an extra revenue stream. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's worked out really well. And what's happened is it's built community. It's given a foundation to launch other groups. It's allowed me to expand my business what I would say organically, um, because going from one-on-one to launching groups, there, there can be a disconnect there, right? Like I said, mm-hmm. you worry about people showing up. So it's been a natural progression to get to that point, um, and, and that's how we did it. Well, it sounds like you found a great balance because you know you love the one-on-one coaching. So, so often... It's, you know, people will go to leverage their business, but they'll give up the one piece that really drives them and that just really helps them stay connected and in touch. So it looks, sounds like you found a great balance. Yeah, I, and I love it. And the clients love it because it's a hybrid, right? It's a hybrid between group coaching and um, so they get the community. They get the support. We usually do those calls by Zoom so they get to meet and see each other. Mm-hmm. And, then they, and then they have uh, their, their individual time and it works really well and now not all of my private clients take advantage of the group um, which is interesting I mean it it depends where they are in their business right Um, sometimes Mm -hmm. they might be like you know they're multi-six figure they're they're just too busy uh, to to do it if they can attend they they do so not all of them take advantage of it but what it's done though is it's available for them there and they know it so they feel the value Um, and it's allowed me to save my energy and to be able to serve more people at a higher level, charge more money because they're mm-hmm. getting more, they're getting more um, value. It's, it's, it's been win-win all around, and, and the, clients, the clients love it. Do you do all of the support yourself, or do you have any partners that you work with that help support your clients also? Well, I, for, for now, I, I'm, I'm principally the person that supports my clients in the coaching realm, but I do have a team. So mm-hmm. in terms of, of admin support or scheduling or if they need stuff or if they need to get it, like a document, because I do a lot of, um, I, I provide a lot of content so they can reach out to my team members to get the content that they need between calls if something comes up. So they get that mm-hmm. support, um, but I'm, I'm primarily the one doing the coaching at this point. Okay, interesting. So did you develop, do you have products then or um, actual trainings that you do then when you take them through your, your program? I do have a couple of products, um, the, it's, and we're starting to bring more products in now because I find that when you start to have the same question asked over and over again in, in coaching calls, um, the clients sometimes run out of time to get the coaching they need because they're needing training, right? And so by 
taking these and creating products, it, it helps them to sort of self-learn, and then we can get into, you know, where they have questions or something during our coaching call or if they need coaching to get through a situation, we're, we're able to do that. Um, you know, the first thing I started with was doing a, a product on how to, how to put packages together because that could take two or three coaching calls to do it versus them just sitting and listening to an audio, going through the training and having that for them. And, and then what I found with the products is that it's also a great doorway into my business for people that um, don't know me, right? They can mm-hmm. A low introductory cost and kind of see what I'm all about. So I've I've started to do that in the past year and a half, and it's, we're starting to incorporate more. Um, so it's just it's just in its infancy, but I'm finding it's worked it's worked really well uh, for me to have that to have a product. Very interesting. We need to take a real quick break, but when we come back, I want to continue the conversation and really talk about how you've leveraged your business. And I know that the work-life balance and that lifestyle is so important. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, Janelle McCauley. In today's success interview, we're having a conversation with Nafisa Shireen, the owner of Living Forward Business and Lifestyles. Um, before the break, we were talking about how she's grown her business and really leveraged her time by not just having one-on-one coaching, but by bringing in programs. And I think that's a great way to really give you the ability to serve more clients and really let you still do what you love. So we were talking before the break about products, and you were talking about putting some together. So what has been your most popular product that you've developed so far, and why do you think it's been so popular? 
It would be my, my speaking, pro- uh, not speaking, <laughs> that's, something, that's something else. My, 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 my package on, um, my product on how to create packages. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that there's a lot of um, programs and products and services in the market that address that, but this one is just a basic, it's, it's, it's your starter, like the three steps to doing it. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that's really easy. A person can work through it in an afternoon, which is appealing. It's not expensive. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I... I purposely kept it that way and so it makes it a no-brainer for people to um, invest in it and for me also um, what's why it's really helped me is I do a lot of speaking in my business and I find that you know it's really hard sometimes depending on the person to make that jump from a, a free talk to investing in a program if, if they're not there yet or they don't know you because they've only seen you for 20 minutes mm-hmm. and so so for me, it's, it's great. Like if, they, if we have a discovery call or something afterwards, I never want them to feel that they're going to get on the phone and be pressured into you know, having to invest $10,000 or something. I want to be there. I want to be of service. And sometimes they just want something. And I tell them, well, hey, this is the, this is the most inexpensive way you can work with me. Um, I'll send you a link to it. And it's, and it's great because now they've, they're trusting me because I provided them value. I provided them service. They wanted something, and I didn't try to make a big pitch. <laughs> I just said, hey, you can grab this. And, and then they're in touch with me, and the trust builds. And mm-hmm. from that, I've been able to enroll clients maybe a couple months later into a program or something different. So I have found that. And that product itself just serves a really basic need for so many entrepreneurs, right? It's to the point. It's easy. Now, is it, is it like a complete, full-blown, you know, create your entire <laughs> system of packages? No. But if for somebody who's starting out and is still charging by the hour, it provides them a lot of, of value. And I've had, you know, one uh, client of mine, and, and I use it also with my private clients too, because then they can take that, I give it to them, and they can start working on it. And on one of mine, she was, she went from doing these $700 segments to charging $7,000 and getting more business from it. So it's a very inexpensive product in terms of time investment as well as money investment. I think that's mm-hmm. why it's been, it's been really popular. Or, for, and, or maybe popular is not the right word, but I would say successful for, for what I'm trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think when you, when you talked about it, it was really interesting too because oftentimes people that do one-on-one coaching say that everything they do is very customized and very individualized, but if you're doing coaching, there are going to be questions that you hear over and over again, and it's really important to pay attention to that because those are items that, like you said, can go. you can turn into a product, so you're really spending your time doing spotlight coaching versus doing training and training the same thing over and over again. Exactly, exactly. And it takes, you know, one afternoon to do the recordings. Um, you know, I will send the, the, the PDFs off to my designers so they look nice and people feel really good about getting it. You know, that, that's a big thing for me is if someone's investing in, in themselves through my business, I want them to feel good about it. So that's something I've always done where I've gone that extra mile and, and, and invested in a designer because I want, but then they feel like it's something that really means a lot to them and I find they just, they enjoy it more. And that's, that's something that's very important to me because I, I know that it can be so easy to think, well, what's, you know, am I getting value? Am I not getting value? And I always want people to feel that, that they matter. So even something like PDFs being done by a designer, to me, tells my clients, you know, you, you really matter to me. So that's, it's, but it's an easy thing to do. 
No, and that's a great um, a great tip to remember. So, you know, I know one of the things with you is really finding that um, balance. You talked a little bit about finding, you know, the lifestyle, and that's one reason you have that in your business. So what advice would you give um, a new or growing entrepreneur so that they find that balance in building their business and also, you know, with their life? Well, you have to know what it is you want out of your life first, but do you know what you need your business to give you? Right? Like, what, what is it? Do you want to travel? Do you like to stay home? You know, if, I mean, I know we're acquainted on Facebook, so you probably see my horse up there every day, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's a big time commitment for me to, to do that. So you need to know what, what your life is first because it's not just the money that you need to support that life. It's the time. And so time to me is, is even more valuable than money because you can't make it back, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to know what that is and get your big rocks. In your, in your calendar, and I know so many entrepreneurs, myself included, I was one of them, resist schedules. It, you know, you, you want to be free, and now the idea of putting a schedule on yourself can be just, you know, overwhelming or uncomfortable, but it's the most freeing thing you can do. You know, um, and if you're, you're starting out, like especially as a coach, one of the things that I would recommend is getting control of your time and not, not having your clients do that. Because, you know, when I first started, I would have, and my roster wasn't full, sometimes there'd be clients in the middle of the day on a Tuesday and then not till 4 o'clock on a Thursday. And finally we said, that's, that's not working because you can't be effective that way. You mm-hmm. can't get things done that you want. So your schedule allows you to say, you know, on this day to this day, I'm seeing clients um, from this time to this time. On, you know, this day, I'm working on profit projects. On this day, I'm ending it too. And you just have that clear and then you load that calendar up. So that, and I always say, make sure you stack like with like. So if I'm coaching, it's mm-hmm. one coaching call after another. I don't do... Um, any financial work, I don't do any marketing work, I don't do any um, creative work because I'm in that zone and I can get a lot more done. And so it's when I'm working on um, creative projects, then that's all I'm doing. It, and I find for me, and, I, and that's what I encourage my clients to do, and anybody asks me that, is to really stack your calendar that way because you will be so much more productive. And when your time's up with that project, just, just if you've said you're doing it till four, and it's not done, walk away at four. You're, you're, you will not do yourself any good staying at it later because you're, you've gone past effectiveness. No. So what challenge do you get when you're working with people and you're telling them they need to create a schedule? Because I think that's, I think that's huge to have that. I think it's really important, and I think it's a big challenge for people. So how do you go from thinking you have to get everything done today to really blocking your time to scheduling it because I think we're multitasking we're doing so many things in a day that we're making a little bit of progress but we're not moving the dial in a big way because we're so scattered so how do you get people to focus on just a couple of things so they're really making progress well I mean it's a mindset issue to begin with right (laughs) you Mm -hmm. have to make the decision but what I see is the biggest obstacle, and it, and it shows up in different ways, but it's the same thing, is, is prioritizing everyone else's agenda. And, it's, you know, I can't say no, or my kids need this, or this client needed that, 
whatever the reason they can't do it is because, it, and I've had, I mean, I'm, I'm there too, and I'm not perfect at it by any means, right? But usually when you can't stick to it, it's because somebody else wanted something that you wanted to say no to, or you didn't say, um, well, we'll do it on this day when you've allocated it. And, I, and I've had that myself too, right, where it's just, I, I go off of it, and it's not because something I wanted to do, it's because I didn't want to hurt somebody else's feelings. And that's, that's mm-hmm. typically what it comes up to. So it really gets down to being comfortable saying no to other people when you know you need to and you want to say no. And it's okay to do that, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're answering your emails every time they come in, you're prioritizing someone else's agenda. If mm-hmm. you change your schedule to suit someone else, you're prioritizing their agenda. And they may not even know how much they're knocking you off because they're not intending to do that. They're just asking a question or they just want support or they need something. Mm-hmm. And usually if you say, yeah, I can help you on such and such date at whatever, they're usually okay with that. But if mm-hmm. we take it on ourselves to feel we have to always be available to everybody at any moment, especially women. <laughs> No, that's that's actually really um, a great reminder because if you don't answer it for an hour, I would bet that in most cases the world is still going to be here. And if it's really that important, then people have other ways that they can get a hold of you if it's really time sensitive. Um, I think we feel that we need to do it immediately. And it really does disrupt what we're doing. But I like the reminder of, you know, prioritizing yourself first versus everyone else. Um, before we, we started our interview, I was listening to um, just a short video on sales, and somebody was saying, um, make sure the needs and the wants are aligned. And, you know, just because we may need something doesn't mean we want it. And I think it's really important to get really clear on what you want and what you need, and then prioritizing yourself for that balance. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think, too, um, especially those entrepreneurs that may work out of home, um, I know and I understand that your friends and family sometimes don't really uh, understand that, that it is actually a job. There are a certain amount of social graces and social expectations that when you get up and leave the house and go to an office for a day that you are undisturbable. hmm it's not always there when you go across the living room to an office and close the door. And so there is more of an expectation that you're available. And it's not that it's a disrespect. It's just it's a subconscious thing, right? And we need to treat our business like a business first so that we can keep that schedule. Because if you're going to the office every day, you, you wouldn't be available for all this other stuff, right, is what I would right. So treat it the same. And when you treat your business like a business, your friends and family will treat your business like a business. I like that. I like that reminder. So how can our listeners learn more about you and get connected with you? Um, they can come to my website, nafisashereen.com. They can learn about me there. I have you know, a free gift for them if they want it, um, and I'd you know, love to hear from them. They can drop me a line on there too. So it's awesome. Per- perfect. Thank you. And we will put a link to your website with today's interview on our website, Turn Knowledge to Profit. Um, and I thank you for your time. Can you, as we wrap up our time together, can you give our listeners just one piece of advice? You've already given us so many, but just one piece that they can take away and use this week to help them scale and build their business. Um, The most important piece I would give them is to get control of their calendar. That's the most important piece. If you want to take on more business, you've got to have the, the bandwidth to do it. 
I love that um, that reminder. And just thank you so much for your time. It's been a great conversation. Awesome. Thank you, Janelle. We need to take another real quick break. And when we come back, it's our business builder. So stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. Are you ready to step into all of your greatness, to release the confidence that lies within, to stop playing small and settling for mediocrity? If so, then you need to join us at our eWomen Network International Conference and Business Expo in Dallas this year on August 4th through the 7th. There will be hundreds of women entrepreneurs from all over the world waiting to meet you to share knowledge, wisdom, and even partnerships. Our world-renowned speakers will teach, inspire, and motivate you to greater heights. Plus, the food, the fun, and entertainment at the best party in town will rock all of your senses. Look, no one makes it alone. So it's time to stop trying to be the COE, the chief of everything, and step into your role as CEO. The eWomen Network Conference is the perfect place to make that happen. Register at eWomenNetwork.com. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle. And in our Business Builder segment today, we're going to talk about how to make your course stand out from all the others. I'm excited about this topic because this is a question we get asked all the time. And I know one of the things that you say, Michael, is all courses are not created equal. Can you tell us what you mean by that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Creating great courses, uh, whether they're live or they're online, it's not easy. It requires some experience and skill. I'm sure everyone out there has either purchased a course or attended a course that was really less than what they expected. It really didn't quite live up to the claims. And so, you know, not all courses are, are equal. You know, I know you and I have been through hundreds of courses over the years and I think that's so true. I really have learned to pay attention to which ones grab my attention and which ones are really a struggle to complete and it really does make a difference in the length of the course, in the content, in the energy of the presenter and what they're asking you to do. I think more courses are getting away from just giving you information and really getting interactive, which is one of the things that I love about what you do. So how do you create a successful course? 
Well, that's absolutely right. Um, you know, what you like to call it is shelf help as opposed to self-help. And I'm actually in my office with you and, and we're actually looking right now at a whole shelf full of shelf help. So, I mean, even we're not immune to it. But it really starts with great content. You really have to base the course on something that's really valuable to those people that are going to purchase it. And that's true whether it's live or it's online or it's in paper form or whatever form it's in, it doesn't matter. It really has to be valuable content. And the other piece of it, which a lot of people don't get, is that it has to be the right amount of content. Um, I can tell you, we've, we've worked in our business, Turn Knowledge to Profit, we've worked with a lot of coaches and a lot of trainers. And I have never worked with a coach or an author or a speaker who tried to put too little into their course. It never, never happened. They always want to put too much into their course. And they think they're doing a service to their client, to the person that's buying the course, but really they're not. Because what ends up happening, um, and there's a lot of research to support this, but what ends up happening if you have too much information, you get overwhelmed and then you do nothing with it. And so the, the key is to really give people just the right amount of information for them to go implement it and get results and then come back to you if they want to know more and want to go deeper. Uh, if you try and include too much in, the, in that very first course, um, like I said, what most people will do is they'll start, they'll get confused, they'll get overwhelmed, they'll never finish it, they'll put it on the shelf, and it becomes what we just called shelf help. Well, and we're very familiar with that because I know six years ago when we were doing some products, and you're an expert in this area and you know this, we created some courses and put hours and hours and hours of content into a 45 minute presentation and it just doesn't work when you're constantly clicking through slides when you're constantly moving forward it doesn't work and i think it's really important and i love when you're coaching people that you really talk about it it's important to know your audience it's important to know who you're talking to and what do they need and look at those things that you're constantly coaching over and over again. So many people want to develop courses before they've gotten really good and clear on how they work with people. And it just d doesn't work that way because you're going to create content that's not going to be what people are asking for. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, before you start to spend money on creating courses, you really want to, as you said, coach people in whatever it is you're going to teach in the course. Um, and and you'll be surprised, I guarantee you'll be surprised at the, the things that those people you coach understand very quickly. And you'll also be surprised at what they just don't get. Something that's incredibly obvious to you. I mean, a lot of times uh, with coaches, what we find is that, you know, Every coach we work with is an expert in a particular area. And what they sometimes forget is that the, the folks that they're training or the folks that they're, they're coaching, it's their first attempt at understanding that specialty, whatever that is, be it sales or, or whatever it is. 
Um, so something that's incredibly easy or obvious or intuitive to an expert is really hard for a lot of people to grasp. Uh, and so you have to really slow down as a coach and, and really make sure that the information you provide in that course is very clear and moves at a slow enough pace that someone who's new to it can absorb it and understand it and apply it. And that really gets to sort of the next point, which is that makes a great course. And that's really that you have something in it for every learning style. Uh, and again, that's something that a lot of coaches aren't aware of. Um, you know, sort of stepping back for a second, you know, different people learn in different ways. Uh, some people like to learn by listening. They can just put in a podcast, put in the headphones, uh, get on a treadmill, and they can learn that way. Other folks, they like to visualize information. They like to see charts or graphs or they like to see illustrations or they, they have to visualize things. And still others, they learn best by doing. Um, so as a course designer, you really want to put something in the course for all of those different learning styles so that no matter what learning style the client is, they can get some value out of that course. I think that's so true because most people, when they're developing courses on their own, they teach the courses and put together the courses based on what their primary style is. And I know for me, I'm a very hands-on experiential learner. For you, you can read something, you can hear it, and you get it. But when we try to sometimes have those conversations, we sometimes look at each other like the other person's talking Greek. And I think it's important to remember that you have to bring in all of those pieces. I've, from learning from you, I've been doing that, some new training I'm doing for managing directors. And it really is making a big difference in how I teach them, how I have conversations, the tools and the resources it's really making a huge difference in the results. So if someone doesn't have time or the expertise to develop courses, what can they do? Well, that's really a good question. And I absolutely agree with, with what you just said is that uh, even, even as a course designer myself, I still fall into that trap from time to time. I, I will design something that is perfectly obvious to me and it makes the point very clear and then I step back from that and put myself in the place of a, a different type of learner and it doesn't make any sense at all. So, um, and that's really part of the value and gets to what you just asked, which is what do you do if you don't have the time and the skills? Well, this is where it's, it really makes sense to outsource. It really makes sense to find somebody who l likes to develop courses, who is good at developing courses and can take all of the information that you have and put it into a form that appeals to the widest possible audience. Um, and, and, and it can also be done quickly. So, it, you know, that's the very definition of outsourcing, right? You find someone else to do something you're not good at and they can do it faster, better, and, and in, in a much, they can do it faster and better than you. So, 
that's really where it's beneficial to go out and, and find somebody that really, really can do that job for you. Um, so for example, you know, at Turn Knowledge to Profit, we can create a course from a book. Let's say you're an author and you have a book that talks about your process or your way of coaching, whatever that might be. We can take that book, we can turn that into a course in, in 60 days, which is incredibly quick, which that, you know, basically that means you can go from right now not having an offering to actually delivering an offering to paying clients in two months, which is incredibly fast and much faster than most coaches could actually develop that because let's be clear even if you like doing it you have other things to worry about you have you have marketing and sales and speaking opportunities and you know lots of other any current clients you have lots of other things going on so um you know that's something that like an outside person can do for you much quicker much better and really get you to a place where you can start making money much faster and I know that I've heard people say they can't say yes to a speaking opportunity because they don't have a course, they don't have something to offer. And I would challenge all of our listeners that if you get that opportunity and you feel it's a really good opportunity, say yes and know that there's resources out there like Turn Knowledge to Profit. There's other companies out there that do similar things. And I really encourage people to look at bringing in an expert, because I know one of the things that you do is share with people how affordable it is, because you talked about time and expertise, but it's so affordable. Just a handful of clients in your course can pay for the development of it, and then you're gonna to continue to make revenue, and it's just very, very affordable. So I would challenge everyone to look at what is the next product that you wanna develop? Go to our Facebook page, Turn Knowledge to Profit, and share with us what's the next product that you'd like to create and what's holding you back from doing that. Let's get connected and we'd love to learn more about you. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for a future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.